This is Emma and Logan. Welcome to another episode of Empowered by Choice. Today we're going to be starting to tackle a pretty big topic, uh, judgment. So quite large, lots of elements involved. Um, and the reason we sort of got onto this today was the quote that when you judge other people, you're not limiting them, you're limiting yourself. Yeah, and big topic it is. So this is going to be our part one <laughs> of probably many areas of judgment that we could dive into. But I think the the area that we wanted to start on was you're born into this world. Kind of the first area of judgment that you're exposed to is the judgment from your parents. And this can look like judgment from your parents about other people. Um, which, you know, I'm sure that is a really common thing, you know, to see someone walking down the street and maybe they have earrings in or tattoos on and right away the judgment is that they must be a criminal. <laughs> or whatever. I know my my parents used to make comments definitely about um, people being lazy mm. or if people were productive versus unproductive members of society. And I think you don't, you don't realize at the time because that's your normal. You're just brought up with those kind of standards and that, and that sort of way of being. But um, I really think that that idea of needing to be a productive member of society definitely led me to being very activity driven and uh, doing a lot of doing and achieving and making things happen in the world all because I had grown up with witnessing my parents judgment of people that they deemed to be yeah. unproductive I'm still not sure what the criteria was yeah, to was be like productive or, or unproductive I'm not sure I'm not sure but um yeah I was definitely trying to live up to this idea of being a productive member of society yeah, I definitely had the same thing. I think, you know, growing up for me and my sisters, we kind of all have the same thing is that if we if we weren't doing something that was a value or bringing a value to the farm or the family, it was like all of a sudden we just became this lazy person. So I had this like inherent need to just keep doing stuff. But and I don't think that's wrong. There's nothing wrong with that. That's actually quite a good aspect of myself. And it's made me very successful in my life. But I think just knowing where you're coming from. Yeah. When you do it. And I think, yeah, not just, we weren't just witnessing our parents' judgment of other people. We also definitely cop a, f a fair yeah. amount of judgment from our parents because obviously when, when we're young, when we're very small, our parents do know what's best for us or we, we need to be guided by them. They're, you know, the stove is hot. I know that. You don't. Don't touch it. Um, unfortunately, what happens is sometimes those parenting strategies that our parents adopt when we're very small of them knowing best and their opinions coming across as fact uh, extends yeah. extends into into our adult life. Almost. Yes, because we talk about we talk a lot about how parenting at certain stages changes over a lifetime. So how our parents were parenting us when we were a, an infant, a newborn, changes from how they parent us when we're a toddler, and they do know what's best for us when we're at that age. But then when we get to this teen age, or we get to this adult age, and we we talk a lot about our, our internal voice trying to tell us, you know, where we want to go in life and what we want to do, especially like jobs, for instance. You know, when I was in high school, I had my parents recommend, you know, certain programs or schooling. That, what did they recommend for you? Well, they recommended I take engineering design and drafting technology, which sounds amazing, right? And very, very prestigious. Um, prestigious. But what I really wanted to do, and this was my internal voice trying to, to tell me was, 
I took an extra credit course for psychology. And funny enough, I mean, 10 years later, I'm now taking schooling for psychotherapy, right? So I mean, but that was that was what I, I let this judgment of my parents kind of take over my internal voice. So I suffocated the voice that was like, no, this is what I really want to do. And I took on that, like, no, this is what you should do. I was the same. I, I really wanted to be an, an actress from a very young age. I always wanted to be performing and always wanted to be on stage. And I definitely listened to, to those external voices a little bit. Um, sort of, I did become a stripper. Like I could go and do my own thing. And I actually did have a conversation recently um, because I think a lot of this comes from people, well, in this instance, my parents thinking that they knew what was best for me as an adult and nobody knows what's best for you apart from you. And I did actually have a conversation recently with my dad where I said, you know, I'm really glad I didn't listen to you because I remember one day he actually came over and was circling job ads for me. So at the time I was teaching pole dancing, I was stripping, I was um, being flown around as a feature showgirl and getting to perform in different countries and different parts of Australia and just loving it. Like I was really enjoying my career at the time. And dad was circling job ads to, he's like, sales, you would be great at sales and, and circling ads for me. And I'm like, I'm really glad I didn't listen to you because I, I don't think I would have had as good a time in, in my life. It, I'm really just really grateful that at that, that young age, I chose to listen to that little internal voice that, that was saying, no, go take your clothes off. Yeah, which is, <laughs> go which, be on stage. Yeah, which is great that you had that, the strength to listen to yourself because I think that some people kind of take on that judgment from their parents. Say, for instance, like in the example of myself, I listened to that judgment of my parents being like, if you want to be successful, this is what it has to look like. And then I was like, okay, right. And then I started absorbing that judgment as my own internal judgment. And I started judging myself that like, no, you don't know what's best for you. You should listen to them and you should take this course because if you want to be successful, this is what you need to do and this is how it needs to look. And it took me a very long time to kind of unravel that ball of yarn that I had kind of like, you know, sewn up so tight. And it was like one strand at a time. I'm like, oh no, actually this is a lot more fulfilling this is a lot more of me rather than this other thing that I thought I should be, which was just the judgment. It was just the judgment taking on as my truth or my identity. Yeah, and I think often that, that dialogue that we hear from, from our parents, from, from other people, it can become our internal dialogue in, in some ways as well. And we, we unconsciously absorb those judgments of other people, you know, oh, well, are they being a productive member of society? Um, and we also take on that own internal voice within ourselves because I'm the same as you. Like if I'm not doing something in inverted commas, I'm like, whoa, being lazy, not being productive, should do something. So that, that, that voice from my parents has actually become my own internal voice yeah. judging me and judging my, my own activities. Which then drives our actions, right? Yes, so true. And so where we where you want to go with this next is like to realize that your internal judgments are now projected onto the people outside of yourself. So say for instance with my husband, my poor husband. <laughs> <laughs> because if he's sitting there watching a movie, I'm like, "What are you doing? Why are you being so lazy? What have you done today? Have you done anything today?" And then he's got to live inside of my judgment, not only of myself, but now it's created my judgment of my husband. 
oh wow i do the same thing it's yeah, not just you <laughs> right? so but that's that's where that's what i always talk about the big shit like the big shit judgment ball because it's just this big rolling ball of like the judgment comes from out here and then we adopt it as our own and then we project it on someone else and then it just keeps going it keeps circling around circling around i think it all comes down to um judgment of other people i think it comes from a little bit of thinking that you know what's best for other people or you know what's right or you know what they should be doing and you really don't and my my best way of describing this is how do you feel when other people express to you what you should be doing or should be eating yeah and a huge area of this is parenting yeah that's a big one that's a really big one and we got we just to touch on this subject we touched on it with like vaccinating because i think everyone has seen the judgment, whether you're pro-vaccination, whether you're anti-vaccination, like there's huge judgment in this field. In and this there's topic. huge opinions on what other people should be doing. Yeah. And that's, it's not your business, um, I think is, is what it really comes down to. Katie Byron describes three types of business that we've touched on here before, but I highly recommend her book, The Work. Uh, she goes into this in a lot more detail, but essentially there are things in life that are your business. There are things in life that are other people's business. And there are things in life that are God's business. And honestly, the only things that you need to be worrying about are the things that are your business. Because ultimately, those are the only things you have any control over. And there is a lot of frustration that comes from trying to control things outside of yourself. (laughs) I know, I've tried. (laughs) I've tried with my partner. Oh my God. (laughs) Poor Toby. Yeah, so I think it's important to remember that if we, and also if you just start to take back that step and just worry about your own self, it's crazy how much happier you get. Yes, and I've been doing that a lot lot lately. I just go, ah, uh, not my business, and then and then pull it back into myself, and I am a lot more relaxed because I have no real way of changing other people's behavior unless they genuinely want to change themselves. I really, it's completely out of my control. But let's also touch on like the suffering that we had talked about that it creates for ourselves, and you can you can watch other people. We have people in our lives that. You know, they they get swept away by the suffering that other people are going through or like the judgment of other people's suffering. Yeah, yeah. They they almost put themselves into other people's shoes and imagine what that would be like and then take that on themselves and think, oh, my God, this would be absolutely terrible and devastating and poor them. And they they should be doing this. They should be handling it differently. But the truth is that you never know what anybody else is going through or why. And I guarantee that if you were someone else and you had walked their entire life in their shoes, you'd had the parents that they had, the upbringing that they had, you 100% would make the same decisions that they are making now. Yeah, and all you're doing by taking on, you know, their life and judging their life is you're just creating suffering for their, for yourself because they are not going to do what you think they need to do. You know what I mean? Like even if you give them the advice, let's even bring it to parenting. If you give someone parenting advice, like you just said, if they had all these conditions of their upbringing and the way that they parent is a translation of the way that they were brought up, it doesn't just because you think that it's what's best for them doesn't mean it's going to make them do that. But by you sticking yourself in the scenario of like 
trying to control or change or or shift their way of parenting is just creating suffering for yourself. And I think just at some point, just in the same way that we ultimately need our parents when we're adults to be like, you know what? I yes. trust I trust you. You got this. I know that you know what is best for you. Yeah. I think we can have that same trust in other people. Yeah. Um we we trust that they've got this, you know? They've got a handle on their life and they're doing their absolute best. And assuming that they need our help or our input almost disempowers them sometimes because we're saying, "Oh, well, I I need to do this for you. I need to step in and take over this situation for you. You're assuming that they can't handle it and can't actually do it for themselves. Or that they can't tap into their internal and voice and know what's best for them. And I think that everybody kind of talks about this, um, that, you know, what's the, um, a good coach or a good guide or a good therapist they're all just there to help you find the answers in yourself, right? Mm-hmm. So if you think about this as a parent or a friend, like if you're going to be there for them and you really love them unconditionally, help them realize that they know exactly what to do. They yeah. have all the answers inside themselves. And help them tap into that inner voice. Help them try to quiet their mind. Um, and more impo- the judgment. More, more, <laughs> yeah, more importantly than quieting their mind sometimes is tuning out the voices yeah. of everybody else because everybody has an opinion on how you should be living your life. Um, I think Abraham Hicks refers to it as the peanut gallery. Mm-hmm. You know, the people who, who are watching on, they're not involved in your life. They're oh not- my God, I have, a, I have a great example of this. Yeah. You don't mind me sharing, sorry for interrupting, but my old, my old, one of my old relationships, we had a relationship that wasn't so good. We were getting into some trouble, some fights, but actually when it turned the worst was when both of us were getting the influence from outside society or our community was that, families yeah is that they were telling us what they thought was best for us and we weren't actually communicating to one another yeah and I think just the older I've, I've gotten the more I've just real I keep realizing over and over uh, I don't know what's best for other people the best thing that I can do as as a teacher or guide is help people quieten down their minds um, and mm. just tune out the outside world even just for a few minutes so they can try and tune in to themselves so they can really listen to that voice that that that's inside that knows what they're supposed to be doing and what's going to bring them their greatest joy it's like that quote that says love someone unconditionally and just see what happens like Mm. just watch them explode into their own unique self nature like their own essential nature yeah i think it's what we were talking about earlier it's just you're just better off staying in your lane You know, Usain Bolt doesn't go running down the track, craning his neck around to see what the other people running the race are doing. He is just focused on his lane, his body, and what he is doing. And all his attention and awareness is on his end goal. The only person that you should be trying to be better at is the better person than you better were than, yeah. than, the, than you were yesterday. Yeah, that's it. It's so true. It's so true. And this this leads us to something else, what we were talking about, about that unconditional love, um, which we'll talk about in our next episode, is um, that idea of just loving and accepting people as they are versus um, addressing some 
dysfunctional behaviors or communication mm. patterns that might exist between you. So this has been a big discussion for us in the last weeks is allowing people to be as they are versus actually saying, hey, you know, this way of being doesn't actually work for me. Can we address this in some way? So we'll definitely be talking about communication in an upcoming episode. But for now, finishing off talking about judgment, I remember there's um, so much more to there's talk so about. much not finishing off, continuing the discussion on judgment. Um, I remember one of my students once um, came in and she had a real shift. Like she seemed happy, like just much more at peace and calm within herself. And I was talking to her about what, what was going on, what had changed. And she just decided that she was in, in a bubble and that nothing, nothing could affect her. Nothing going on outside the bubble could affect her. And the more I do this, like my bubble's a little bit like permeable sometimes, stuff gets in occasionally, but the more I can just have that bubble and just focus on my internal environment and not so much what other people are doing or what's going on around me and not letting other people's behaviors or actions affect me um, to the point of even me you're not looking at their behaviors and going, oh, you shouldn't be doing that. You should be doing this. We're back to judgment. Um, the more I can focus on just having that bubble where other people don't affect me, where their lives are their business, it's not my business, the more I can just stay in my lane and keep focused on myself and my internal environment, trying to keep myself as calm and as content as possible. And if you're like, how do I do that? We also have another episode called self-care, which touches on building boundaries and taking care of your own energy and things you can do to really break it down like step by step. What do I do on a daily basis that allows me to create that bubble that not, no one can permeate, right? Because we, it takes a lot of doing things differently to change your internal and external environment. Yeah, but I think making those shifts at Small the shifts. at the internal level definitely creates those shifts on the external yeah. level as well. Yeah, so just remember that it's not like all of a sudden you're going to snap your fingers and everything's going to be different one Rainbows day. Rainbows and puppies and unicorns. Yeah, it's going to be small steps one at a time, shifting your world internally to shift your world externally. Yeah. Yeah. So Oprah actually has a really great podcast and I've listened to all of it and I can't remember which episode it was on, but she actually talks about the difference between empathy and taking on people's stuff. So I think this is a really good segue because we can still empathize with people. You know, we can still hear their stories of sorrow or suffering and we can empathize with them, but it doesn't mean we need to take it on as our own or try to solve it. Yeah, or try to fix it or solve it. And that's actually what she talks about is when she started to gain influence and she started to gain a lot more finances, she had a lot more people coming to her with problems. And she was like, you know, I just felt like at one point I was just, I was just handing out money to people to fix things or help people. And if I wasn't, then it, it meant I didn't care. And she just then, she realized that like, that's not what empathy means. Empathy means, you know, hearing their stories and caring about them but not just trying to throw money at it to fix a problem. Yeah, because I think a lot of the time, um, you know, you can bail someone out of, of a difficult situation, but, uh, you know, unless they've made those changes on the internal level, 
they're going to end up back or in a really similar situation. Yeah, unless you empower them. Like it's like the quote, give a man a fish, feed him for a day or teach a man to fish, feed him for a lifetime. It's the same same kind of concept there. We want to empower people to help themselves and not just throw a quick fix at them. And the best way we can do that is by encouraging them to trust in themselves. Yeah. And the best way we can do that is by trusting in ourselves and getting really clear on our own inner voice and listening to that voice because you really do know what is best for you nobody else does and you do not know what is best for other people the buck stops with you the shit ball of judgment stops here <laughs> stay in your lane in your bubble put yourself in your bubble <laughs> in your lane and stay there <laughs> so thank you guys so much for joining us for our part one of judgment podcast <laughs> We will be continuing the judgment talk at a later date. Absolutely. You can find us on Instagram at Empowered by Choice. Thank you. Have a great day and we'll see you next time. Empowered by Choice is now proudly sponsored by Sydney Poll Online. No poll, no problem. Offering over 50 live classes each week and with a growing library of on-demand videos with classes in everything from yoga and meditation to pole dance and burlesque, Pilates, bar and flexibility programs. You can create the perfect home experience that suits you. Take as many classes a week as you'd like. Maybe even try out something you wouldn't usually do. Are you going to try twerking? Nah, maybe burlesque. Just you, your time your space. Sydney Pole is currently offering five free classes so you can try it out with no commitment. Visit sydneypole.com and create your workout your way.